everyone. I am Emily Landers, and this is How'd She Do That? A podcast answering that question each episode. I hope you all had a wonderful weekend. We are back from an amazing trip to the East Coast. I was actually a matron of honor this weekend. I shared that title with my twin sister at our best friend's wedding. It was beautiful. And of course, I am so happy to be home in Los Angeles, but I am still thinking of the special couple who are now on their honeymoon. We love you guys so much. Well, as I mentioned, I hope that you had a great weekend. It's always fun over the weekend to see you guys tagging the podcast when you listen on your walks, road trips, or even when you're doing laundry or different tasks around the home. Thank you so much for taking the time to share the podcast and for allowing me to be a small part of your day. If you haven't subscribed or left a five-star review on iTunes, that's also a great way to support HSDT. Well, today you are in for a massive treat because an actual ray of sunshine is joining me on the podcast. We are almost to a year mark of the podcast with almost 50 episodes under our belt. So if you are a new listener today, welcome. I want to encourage you to be sure to go and check out some of our previous guests like Paige Adams-Geller of Paige Denim. Laurel Gallucci of Sweet Laurel joined us recently. And we also welcome Julia Amory of India Amory on a past episode. The list goes on and on. Today's guest, Donna Farrison, was one of the first women I thought of joining me on the podcast when it was just an idea. So to have her on the show today means so much to me. I look up to her in so many ways, and I know that my listeners do too. So to share her story, it's really, really special to me, and I hope to thank her in person someday. I was originally introduced to Donna, like many of you, while watching Kathy Lee and Hoda, and to see all that Donna has done since then and continues to do at NBC is truly impressive. Donna brings so much wisdom and encouragement in today's episode. I think you'll really enjoy it, and I know that this is an episode that you're going to want to share with your mom, your sister, your roommate, your friend, your cousin. It's an episode for really anyone to listen to and to be inspired and encouraged by. So without further ado, here is Donna Farrison on How'd She Do That? Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of How'd She Do That? Today's guest, Donna Farrison is the social contributor at NBC News Today with Hoda and Jenna. You may recognize her most recently from her time on Today with Hoda and Jenna, as well as the Today Show. Nicknamed Donna Dorable by none other than Kathy Lee Gifford, Donna's work ethic, positive attitude, and heartwarming smile has taken her far. Donna is a former Today and NBC intern, which eventually led her to her full-time job as an assistant on Today. 
Quite the go-getter, Donna suggested bringing more of a social media presence to the show's fourth hour with Kathy Lee and Hoda to yield a younger demographic. Donna's social media expertise was a hit and ultimately led to a digital series called Donna Off Air as a complement to the fourth hour of today. Donna is now the co-host of the Happy Hour on Today Radio. And when Donna isn't brainstorming segments, overseeing social media, or sharing her life with millions. She is likely enjoying time at home with her friends and family. Donna, welcome to How'd She Do That? Hi, Emily. Thank you so much for having me and congratulations on about a year of this podcast. It is (laughs) a fantastic idea and I love any chance to, um, you know, talk to and sort of guide young post-grads. Oh, well, thank you. I have to share, and I didn't share this beforehand, but when I started How'd She Do That podcast, I'm telling you, you were on the very, very short list of guests I hope to welcome. So this is a big day. Wow, that is such an honor. I'm so flattered. Thank you so much. That means a lot because I, I, again, I think that this, the title of this podcast and the demographic it's geared towards is so smart. And um, I think, you know, everyone, every post-grad could have used something like this. Oh, so fun. Well, yes, we have so many listeners that they're tuning in during this post-grad season of life and they're thinking about, okay, what could be next for them? And that's why I love to kind of start the conversation with that in mind. I'd love to hear a little bit more about where you went to school and perhaps what you majored in. Yeah. So I went to the George Washington University in Washington, D.C., and I absolutely loved it. I really wanted to be, um, you know, smack dab in the middle of a city at a school where I could get internships because I knew that that was going to be so important to build a resume to eventually, you know, bridge the gap between school and career. Um, and so I majored in communication and minored, and my minor was in Spanish. Um, I didn't go to the journalism school because I really wanted to kind of gain a wider range of knowledge through different types of classes. And also I wanted to study abroad for a full year in Spain. Honestly, one of the best decisions I made for myself. Um, but I, you know, would try to take as many classes close to uh, journalism as possible. I took even a couple in the journalism school. So I was able to, um, with the mix of the different classes that I took and my internship experience, I was really able to build a foundation sort of base for what I hoped my future would look like. Um, and, and that's something that I think is important for a lot of people to, to know is, you know, experience is everything. And, um, I, I always think that, you know, you should take the classes that you enjoy and that, uh, pique your interest. Um, but definitely focus on the, experience and what you can put on your resume in order to build a base for hopefully your career. 
Mm, Well, those are so many great tips. And even thinking about, because I know from my research, you had Mm. quite a few internships, did you not? (laughs) I did. I did. I had five internships in college. Oh my Um, gosh. Yeah. And uh, the first two were sort of ways to just get a resume going. Mm. Um, Being in DC, you know, it, you kind of had to have some sort of political internship, mm. um, whether that be communications at a think tank or volunteering at the um, Office of Presidential Correspondence. Just, you know, it was really interesting to have to be so close to the White House and to be able to have um, access in that way. And then um, I got my foot in the door at NBC with a um, an ad sales marketing internship, and that was fantastic because I was able to understand sort of the backbone of television. Um, I was able to, you know, really learn how the money is made, what product placement is, the marketing, things that maybe I, I wasn't learning so much in my classes, but that I was able to have a better understanding of um, in the television industry. And then after that, I got a an internship um, with the Today Show. I actually <laughs> interviewed for that internship over the phone while I was living in Spain with <laughs> my Pepe and Rosa, my uh my Spanish grandparents that I was living with. And it was, you know, so funny um, because I was so nervous and I, you know, they didn't know or really care what was going on. (laughs) And I just wanted to tell someone about my nerves, but um, you know, so that was a great, great experience. And then I also was an intern for NBC for Washington. And I did um, sort of a, uh, a reporting internship where I created a demo reel. So I had a really great um, kind of landscape of internships that allowed me to think back on what I liked most about each experience Mm. and what I learned from each experience and what I wanted to move forward with from each experience. Wow. Yeah. Because I think one thing that surprised me upon graduating (laughs) and even in the season of life of internships, you, you almost need to find out what you don't like too. Mm. You you may think, oh, I, I'm going to love this. And you get there, you're like, oh my gosh, I hate doing this. I never want to do this again. So I love that that you were able to kind of line these up and and to have so many. Now, now tell me this, is that just in you that you wanted to have all these things lined up? Was that encouragement from parents? Because I think some of my listeners, they might think, well, I've, I've only got one in- internship and I, I barely can kind of handle that. Now, I know these were at different time frames, but what was it that continued you thinking, okay, what can I, what can I do next? What can I learn next? Is that just who you are? Yeah. You know, I think it was, it definitely wasn't my parents. I mean, mainly they, they, you know, didn't know anything about this industry. And so it really was that I just, I kind of, my goal for college, I mean, I, you know, everyone has a lot of goals in college to have fun, to learn, but a a large goal for me was to get internships Mm. in order to 
to hopefully get in this industry because it just seemed like such a far-fetched goal to me. Um, And I just knew, okay, well, the only thing that I know to do that will hopefully help is to build a resume. And um, I, I had really hoped for those um, NBC internships, but I knew that, you know, you need to build your resume. And I think on top of that, you know, I, I was learning a lot in each experience. So I always crave, um, learning. I think that's, that's, you know, maybe a part of why I love this industry because it's ever changing and, um, you're always sort of learning something new, even if you're not, even if you don't have your mindset to do that. But I think that, um, so yeah, I think it was just always in me and it was always a goal of mine and it was a hopeful side of me that would, um, you know, continue to gain the experience I knew I would need. Mm, So good. It's so good. And to have that experience under your belt allowed you to move forward and ultimately, gosh, yeah, through these internships, come on full time. Tell us a little bit about that process. Tell us what was the first role that you had out of school? My first role out of school was as an executive assistant, and that was a year-long position. Um, I actually remember when I was uh, an intern at the Today Show, it was summer before my senior year of college, and I had worked closely with one producer in particular, and she was amazing. I learned so much from her, and I I kept in close touch with her. And, you know, she said, I think there might be an opening over the summer for an assistant position. I think you would be a great fit. Um, And so I I gave her my resume. I mean, I'm talking probably six months in advance. I was so (laughs) eager. Um, And didn't hear anything for months. You know, I'd follow up, didn't hear anything. Um, And when I was an intern, my, my first boss was on maternity leave. So we never, you know... I don't think she remembered ever seeing me. (laughs) (laughs) And so, so it was about a week after graduation. I was sitting on the floor of my furnitureless apartment in DC. My roommates had left. I was going back to my family in Boston the next day, feeling so depressed. You know, I just was in, in that mode where I was lining up interviews, but all I really wanted was this job. And all of a sudden I get a call from my first boss and she, you know, said, am I catching off guard? Can we actually just do this over the phone right now? Have this interview (laughs) right now. I had your resume sitting here for a while. I'm going through candidates now. And I was like, yeah, that's perfect. Sure. (laughs) In my mind, you know, I was freaking out. Um, and we sort of hit it off. I, it was a great interview. And then the following week I got the job offer. And then the week after I started. Um, so it was pretty crazy because, you know, I started my job before even having an apartment in in New York city. And I say that because I think that a lot of, um, you know, young graduates, I myself was in this boat, feel very stressed. Mm. Um, and feel like they need to have a job lined up, you know, winter before graduation or six months ahead of time. And that's just not the case for a lot of industries, Mm -hmm. you know, 
I think that oftentimes when the opportunity arises is when you have to be able to snatch it. So, um, so knowing that I hope will reduce the stress of some people, but you know, it's hard for me to practice what I preach sometimes too. (laughs) It's easier to say when it's in the past. (laughs) No, but it's so true. It is so true. I mean, I talk to so many students. I'm, I'm out here on the West Coast and we actually are very much connected to Pepperdine. And I speak to so many of them, you know, like five months before graduating, they're like, Emily, I don't have anything. I don't have anything lined up. It's like, you guys, if you're listening did you hear what Donna just said? Did you hear that timeline? Y'all, she got the phone call and started, or got the job a week later and then started a week later. So maybe yeah. somebody listening, take a deep breath. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It'll work out. Oh my goodness. So you hit the ground running. You are headed to NBC. I'm sure you're thrilled. Tell us yeah. about those first few roles. Cause I know you have moved around a bit. Ultimately, yeah. it sounds like one of your real passions was kind of assisting and bringing social media to NBC and to many of the shows. Tell us about, gosh, just that season of growth, um, stepping yeah. into your role there. Well, there sure was a lot of growth, a lot of <laughs> learning. Um, you know, my first boss, who I was an, an assistant to, was really wonderful because she was the type of boss where after a month, my my role as an assistant was secondary. Mm-hmm. She kind of threw me in, um, had me help out with producers, producing segments, um, doing a lot of research work, um, helping produce the talk, which is the first, you know, 10 minutes of the show where the hosts are chatting about topics of the day. And, um, that was really great because that launched me into my second job, um, as a researcher for the, what was then Kathy Lee and Hoda and now Hoda and Jenna hour of the show. Um, and, you know, that in those almost four years, I um, was wearing a lot of different hats and that allowed me to create the role that I'm currently in as social contributor because I was already doing it on top of a couple of other roles for quite some time. So essentially I would um, produce segments. I would... Um, produce the talk and, and clear elements for the talk, which if it's getting a little bit too complicated for the listeners as to what that means, um, you know, just making sure we can legally air everything, um, making sure that, you know, the video that you see on the air and the graphics that you see, the pictures that you see on the air are, um, prepped properly. And I remember, the early stages when I was sort of thrown into it, I sort of felt like I was going to like get sick in the morning because I just was, I felt this immense weight of responsibility on me that I, I feared that I wasn't capable of. Right. But, but I really, you know, there would be days where I would spend um, at 30 Rock until midnight, either teaching myself how to do something or practicing something. Wow. And, um, and, you know, by a, a little bit later, it, it was, I felt like I could do it in my sleep because I, I loved it so much. And also because um, you start to kind of crave that adrenaline that um, comes with 
you know, three minutes to air at first, three minutes to air feels like three minutes to air, but then later on three minutes to air kind of feels like 30 minutes. So it's, it's really amazing, um, to be able to learn that way and to sort of be thrown into it. And then I also, at the time, um, I was one of the few researchers. Now we have a bunch on our team, but um, I it was sort of around the time where Facebook Live was sort of becoming a thing. Actually, this uh, was before Facebook Live. Periscope was a thing. That was oh, the first thing yes. that I used to switch. Oh. Um, like Twitter's version of, of a live stream. Yes. Uh, and so... I got the green light from the executives to start something called Backstage Pass, which was essentially um, interviews with celebrities in the green room. And then I would also build up a lot of, um, I guess, what would now be Instagram stories, although then they didn't exist. But (laughs) I would. And I would, you know, just do videos with the ladies, with the hosts. Um, So I was sort of juggling a bunch of social media, um, sort of experiments Mm -hmm. all, you know, I would only do so with the green light, but there were a lot of times where I would pitch ideas and they would get rejected or Mm. I wanted to interview a celebrity, you know, that proposal would be rejected. And I learned a lot through that because, um, you know, rejection is not personal Mm. and it's something that you have to get used to if you're going to be in this industry. Mm. And um, so that was a really great moment for me to sort of understand the importance of um, rejection. (laughs) 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 Understand the importance of you can pitch and believe in an idea so much, but at the end of the day, like, you got to get people on board. You got to get people to say yes, which sometimes will happen and sometimes won't. Um, and then I would also do some features on the air for the ladies. A lot of the times in my earlier days, I would do a lot of man on the street interviews where, oh, um, yes. you know, I would ask people a question or we would, or we would be focusing on a topic. Um, and that was kind of my, my, um, I don't know if you remember on MTV, they had the show made where yes. they were going to have to do like embarrassing things. I felt like I, I was going through that moment. <laughs> but it was so great. Yeah. And, and I learned a lot. So, so juggling those, um, allowed me to be in the role that I currently am. Oh my gosh. Well, it's so cool to put so many pieces together because I, like many of my listeners, have have seen your career and seen the trajectory. But to hear the details of, because correct me if I'm wrong, in the beginning, you weren't on, you weren't doing segments. You weren't in front of the camera. You were actually doing research, learning. I'm sure that helped you prepare for the transition of actually being a little bit more of a front facing figure. What did you feel uh, when that started to happen? Was that a hope for you? I mean, you're obviously fantastic on camera. Was So was that something you had always hoped would be the case or did it kind of fall in your lap with the social side of things? You know, um, I remember when I had my local news internship and I was, you know, creating my demo reel, I would go out with reporters, they would do their stand up. And then the point of the internship is then you yourself do a stand up and, and have it for yourself. Um, 
in that moment, I, I realized, you know, because I thought maybe I want to be a reporter. First of all, I realized that I need to report on happier topics because Mm. local news can, I have such immense respect for local reporters. I think that Mm. they, um, you know, they, their job is to, is to provide, give us the news, but also provide comfort for Mm. a lot of us. And so they have a really big responsibility. And I just felt that at times I would get, you know, depressed after a day because I, of the, the heaviness Mm -hmm. of the stories that we would report on. Um, and I realized it wasn't important for me to be on air every day, even though that was something that I, you know, had a, had a deep dream about. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, but, but I, what was really important for me was to be in an environment where I felt really happy. I felt like I could be myself and I also really enjoyed the content. Mm. So that's why my first, it was my dream to, to be, um, an assistant at the today show as my first job, because I knew that I loved the content. I I knew that Mm. I do it so well too. And I hoped that I would be able to, um, you know, help, contribute for it in a way that, you know, I would, I would learn a lot and I would also be able to pass along my ideas for the team. And I think, um, I have so much respect for the today show and I have so much respect for the people in front of the camera and behind the camera that to me, thinking back on all my internships, that was where I was happiest. And that was where I was hopeful to, um, to go. Oh, well, it's really fun to get a little bit of an inside scoop as to what it's like, because I think your viewers can definitely see that. I would say, and this is fun because I have you on here so I can tell you this in person, I would say you have a real gift for encouraging people with what you share and what you guys put out. And so I just, on behalf of all of us, I want to say a quick thank you because we can see that you love the content you're sharing. So fun that I get to share that with you today. Thank you so much. That's so kind. Oh, you know, it's, it's true. I think it's actually any way that we can bring laughter and uplift. Mm. Um, that's really, that's really what it's all about. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, you guys do such a great job. So it's fun that I get to tell you that today. Um, you do such a great job yourself. Oh my God. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I am enjoying it. And I really resonate with everything that you're saying and, and being able to, to be self-aware and recognize you know what? I think that my realm is actually in in this area of content. And for those of you who are thinking about about moving forward into perhaps journalism or podcasting, or maybe you want to start a YouTube channel, and and Donna's encouraged you today through her career and, and even having followed it before maybe this podcast. Think about what it is you want to share. What is it that you want to put out into the the world? And of course, the Today Show does a great job of that, keeping things light but also informing us. And so, just think a little bit about that, you guys. If that resonates with you. Maybe maybe later today, jot down some ideas. Think of the kind of content that you would love to share. We'd love to hear what you come up with. Yeah, well, Donna, I would love to know because we've heard quite a bit of the all the different entities that you've stepped into. And I know you have done a lot. I know that you have met Gigi Hadid and many other celebrities. I would love to know, and perhaps I just gave it away, but what was a real wow moment for you in your career? Mm-hmm. You know, I think 
I think a real wow moment for me was in 2015. Um, I remember my boss was walking down the hallway and she said, you know, I want to send you to LA to do an interview for us. And my, my heart, like, you know, you know, when it just jumps a little bit, it, <laughs> it did a little dance in my chest. Was and, that normal uh, at that time or not so normal? That was my first taped interview um, oh, wow. for broadcast. Yeah. So I, I had done again up in that until that point for, for broadcast, I had done a bunch of a little vignettes and features, but um, I hadn't done a sit down interview and it was with the cast of the Rocky horror picture show. They were oh. reunited for their 40th anniversary. And um, you know, I, I think I left a day or two after that conversation. Um, and I remember, you know, it was, it was sort of like one of those moments in the movie where I got there, I had a little bit of time to kill before the interview. And I went into the bathroom and I had this little pep talk with myself in the mirror, you know, <laughs> it was like, you can do this. You got this. Uh, and I started laughing at myself. Like, what am I doing? But I, I really was just, I was just so excited. I wanted to, I wanted to do a good job for the ladies, for my boss mm. um, and, and for the cast that I was about to meet. And so that was incredible. And then when I came back to live wrap the spot in the studio, I was sitting next to Hoda, Kathy Lee, and Regis was oh. there for Halloween. And that was a complete pinch me moment. Um, wow. Because I was sitting next to three people I admired so much. Not only I admired, but everyone else admired so much too, rightfully so. So that was, that was a huge wow moment for me, I think. Well, you have brushed arms and, and elbows with so many incredible people. It's fun to hear that that was one of the moments because that would be such a pinch me moment to think of your internships and to think of all of the behind the scenes work that you've done. And then lo and behold, you're sitting, I mean, I'm getting chills thinking about it myself. <laughs> I know it, it was really, really amazing. And, and that's a moment I really will never forget. I don't think that segment was one of my favorite segments. I've done <laughs> a lot since then, but just knowing, you know, my my feelings for that segment and for that day will always be, you know, in awe. Oh well, tell us, tell us what was perhaps your favorite segment that comes to mind. Oh wow. Um, quite a few so to choose from. <laughs> yeah, there are so many. I think, um, you know, I was able to go to what I feel so grateful for, um, more than anything is that I'm able to tell a wide scope of, of different stories. And, um, there was this one story that we did with a girl named Akila. She was an 18 year old who was battling cancer in um, a hospital. And we got to, with this organization, we got to decorate the hospital for oh. her. And that was, I think, one of the most impactful um, interviews and segments where I left just feeling you know, you feel changed after some, after something like that. And, um, that was amazing to see her strength 
as well. And, you know, I also love red carpets. I mean, those have been a dream of mine since I was uh, younger. And I think being able to go to the Emmys red carpet, that was amazing for me. Um, I, what I love the most about red carpets, honestly, is I get so happy when people who work hard Mm. accomplish their goals and reach their dreams. Mm. And I feel like with award shows, you know, these people are so excited to be there because they're so excited to have their work recognized Mm. and you can see that twinkle in their eyes. And that's what gets me so excited. I mean, not to mention, I love to dress up, Emily, but But, um, yeah, I, I think the wide range is is really something that I'm so grateful to be able to experience. Oh, well, yeah. Even you mentioning the red carpets, I'm like, oh my gosh, I should have thought of 500 more questions about the, the red carpets. But <laughs> one does come to mind while I have you here. What, what would be something that you think people at home or, or people who don't know the inside scoop, and I would, I would probably consider myself one of these people of red carpets and whatnot, mm-hmm. what would maybe surprise us about those days? Oh, maybe that I just take an Uber to the site and I have my heavy tote bag in my, on my arm while I'm wearing my heels and my dress. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think that the the moments right before and right after on camera are not glamorous. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, you know, I remember... Um, one time we were at the CMT awards and this was during the Kathy Lee and Hoda days. So there was, you know, a huge wine glass prop that we would carry oh around. Oh my gosh. Yes. And we would, yeah. And, and we would fill the huge wine glass up with um, questions for celebrities. <laughs> and it was about two interviews in And lo and behold, we should have seen it coming. The wine glass breaks. And from then on, we used plastic. I don't know why we used glass before. But but yeah, it's just those moments where, you know, it's funny because even though you get to dress up and and feel glamorous – which is my favorite thing. Absolutely. It, um, it, it's really not glamorous. You're really in a, in a tight space and um, glass is breaking. You know, <laughs> things are going wrong. You've, you've got your tote bag. I will say if you're ever, if you ever find yourself in that situation, I always like to carry a cliff bar because they give you a lot of energy, oh. some sort of protein bar. They give you a lot of energy and, and you'll need it on your feet for hours at a time. Hey, I'm ready. I'm taking these tips and I'm taking them to my next red carpet. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Well, this has been so fun. And I don't want to miss the opportunity because there's so many highlights from, from your career. And, and might I add, you guys, this is a short career. I mean, what, what's the time frame we're looking at, Donna, that we're talking about here? Um, I have been working for seven and a half years, almost eight this June. Okay. See you guys, that's amazing to think of what you've done in the past 
almost eight years. I mean, you're really, many would argue, at the beginning of your career. So to think of all these highlights is so amazing. I I do want to backtrack because I love what you said. And many times in my episodes, I I remind listeners, I'm like, you guys might want to just pause and rewind because what Donna shared earlier about rejection was so just I, I could not agree more with what you were saying. And I love that you were, it, you continued on. You were still determined, even though ideas would be rejected. And I just wanted to land on this. You reminded everyone, it's not personal. And, and I think that's how you can continue to move forward. I, I'd love to know, are, are there any instances throughout your career that you'd say perhaps failure helped shape it? Yeah, you know, I mean... And this kind of goes along with it. I think that it's never failure. I think that it's just a mistake. Mm. I think um, when you are, I mean, I think at any point in life, but especially when you're younger, you think that a mistake will, is just the worst thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think as long as you can, learn from your mistake and hopefully not repeat the same mistake. Mm. It's really, it's really an opportunity rather than a failure because you're able to kind of gather all of this knowledge Mm. and move forward. Um, and, and know not to step on that line again, or not to cross that boundary again, or not to make that mess up, you know, as, as, as you did before. And so I think, um, you know, there have been a lot of mistakes that I've made along the way. And sometimes I think I'm, um, my type of personality is that I can be too hard on myself. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think something that I hope other people, can do and that I sometimes envy when other people can do because I'm learning how to do it myself is really having the ability to just let things go and let things slide and not harp on something. And I think if you are able to, you know, make a mistake and then learn from it, acknowledge it and move on, that's all anyone can ask of you. And, and that's really going to, um, create this, you know, work ethic and character in you that nobody can break. So I think that, um, you know, there are a lot of, there are a lot of times where I just was new to the game and maybe didn't know that things were a certain way. Um, or, you know, again, I think I looked at rejection in the beginning as, Oh no, I'm not doing well. Mm. Um, and, you know, in this industry, especially you can have something one minute and it can change the next. So it, um, you kind of always have to know that because it's an ever changing industry, it's not failure. It's not personal. Rejection is not personal. It's Mm -hmm. just you learning and then moving forward. Oh, I love it. Move. And what you just said too, just learning from the mistake and moving on. I And you also just said something I was like, oh, that just hit me between the eyes. When I was younger, and still, by the way, you guys, mm-hmm. I do at times, it's very hard for me to accept a mistake and move on because I, I even fear mistakes sometimes that haven't even happened. 
I'm like, oh gosh, mm-hmm. what if this yeah. happens? What if? And what a waste of time, you guys! Oh my <laughs> god! I know. I know. I, I love. I love what you just said, though, and it, the visual that I get, um, which you guys may have heard, you know, this saying, but water on a duck's back, right? So you make the mistake, let it roll on off your back and move on. Keep pressing forward like Donna has done her whole career. Oh, so good. Oh, so good. Well, I'd love to ask um, because I've always been curious and you've touched on it a little bit, but where do you think that your passion for storytelling and media comes from? You know, I think um, a lot of it has to do with, well, you know, again, I love that it's a fast paced environment and industry. And, um, I love, I have so much curiosity for Mm. so, you know, so many things and so many people. I think that I've discovered that I have a lot of layers to my personality Mm. and to who I am. Um, and I think that, you know, if I feel that way about myself, then everyone else must feel that way about themselves too. And I think as I think as as Kathy Lee, you know, used to say, everyone has a story and I really do believe it. I think everyone has a story mm. and I would be grateful to have that role in sharing it. I think I really enjoy learning about di- people's, you know, different layers, people's passions, people's achievements. Mm. Um people's, you know, mistakes that led to later achievements. I think that everyone has their layers, everyone has their story. And to be able to learn about that is, again, it's, it's something I don't take lightly. I think it's an honor. And I, I also think that it's one of those things that allows you to continue to learn. Mm. Like I said earlier, I love to learn. And I think that when you are exposed to so many different stories and so many different people, you are kind of gathering all of this knowledge uh, about the world and, and about people in general. And I think you're able to almost live life better. Mm. So I think that being able to amplify others' stories, um, it is a huge, it's something I realized that, 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 that might not have been something that I knew going into this industry that, that I needed or loved, but is something that I now recognize how important and, and exciting that is. Oh, so beautifully said. I'm going to, I'm going to listen back to that. And then I'm just going to regurgitate everything you said when anyone ever asked me what I like about the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That was so well said, Donna. But it's true. I mean, that's amazing. And and again, you guys, y'all are gonna if if you're just now being introduced to Donna, you're gonna so enjoy following her career, following her different segments. I mean, the stories that you put together and share everything you just said, it makes so much sense. It's so cool to think of how you really have stepped into your own in in what you're doing. You're definitely doing the right thing, in my opinion. Well, you mentioned this, and this is kind of a loaded question, but you did mention you love learning. I would love to know, what is the greatest lesson you have learned? 
Yes. And you know, by the way, sometimes you learn things you never asked to learn. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Um, But, you know, I think the greatest lesson is that you're not wasting your time. Mm. I think that's something that early on in my career, I think in your early 20s too, um, you know, and regardless of your age, I think there are times when people think, am I wasting my time? Am I, you know, should I be doing something else? Is there a different, you know, role that I should be playing? Totally. Um, and, and I think what the pandemic has taught me actually is, you know, I was working from home um, and I was, creating a lot of segments just on my own. I was writing and producing the pieces. I was shooting them myself. And it just, in that moment, I realized I wouldn't have been able to survive working in this pandemic. Hmm. I hadn't had all of the experience and skills that I developed through my previous roles. Um, And I think that, you know, you sort of learn things happen for a reason. And, and, you know, you, you sort of learn how they unfold as they unfold, how they were supposed to maybe. Mm. Um, and so I think that that is something I really learned is that every skill that you learn will eventually lead you to where you want to be. And, if you feel like maybe you're in a position where you're learning a lot, but you want to change lanes and go into a different industry, I promise you that the skills that you learned in the other job, in the other industry are going to translate into whatever it is you want to switch into. Because I I just think that all experience is great experience. Oh, well, it's so true. It's so true. Yes. Oh, that this is one of those moments, you guys, pause and rewind, pause (laughs) and rewind. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, Donna, I just feel like I could have talked to you forever. I have so enjoyed this conversation. I feel like there, there's just so much more to unpack. I know that you always have something fun coming up. So I'd love to know what's next for you. Yes. Um, well, I am just loving telling more stories. So I have um, a couple of series that that we are working on um, for the show for Hoda and Jenna. And um, a couple of them are Thankful Thursdays. So oh. where we highlight, um, we highlight, you know, someone who is doing good in their community and someone else is thanking them or you know, surprise them with a thank you. Um, just, I think gratitude is the attitude, especially coming off of the past year. I think a lot of people recognize that. Um, and then we have every Friday, we have Donnarama, which is a fun game show (laughs) that I host with the ladies. Um, so, you know, I, I'd love to just expand on what I'm currently doing, which is, bringing some fun and bringing some heart to the show. Um, And Hoda and Jenna are so amazing. And I feel so grateful and lucky every day to be able 
to work with them. It's it's really, really amazing. Oh, well, you guys are definitely the dream team. We see that. We know it. So it's fun to know that you're enjoying yourself as you're working and, gosh, working hard. Well, Donna, is there anything we didn't cover today that you'd like to? I don't think so. I had such a great conversation with you. Oh, likewise, likewise. It's always so fun to welcome new guests. And many of my guests are recommended by listeners. Some of my guests are actually recommended by guests. So I love to ask, who do you know that should maybe come on and share their how'd she do that story? Yes. You know, I love this question because I love being able to celebrate other people. Yeah. And I think everyone works so hard and and to be recognized for that is just such a lovely thing. I have a friend who um, started her own company. Okay. It's called it's called Spacey Studios and it's a way to curate fine art by top emerging artists at a price you can afford. Oh, and she is her name is Kate Hoffman and she is just the type of friend who really motivates you. I mean, she is, I know that everyone has that friend in their life where you want to be a little bit like them because they (laughs) push you, they motivate you. Um, and, and they just have a great drive that you look up to so much and also that inspires others. And I, I love the name of your podcast. How'd she do that? Because often, you know, it's, it's fitting that we're talking about this because often I, I think of her and I'm like, how'd she do that again? <laughs> hey, look. Like, I know it was yeah. kind of their journey, but how'd she do that? You know? <laughs> oh, so, yes. Oh. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yes, we'll have to see if Kate could join us and perhaps tell us how. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, many of, yes, many of you have probably already found Donna on Instagram and all over. But Donna, where can listeners connect with you? Instagram is the platform that I use the most. So if you want to stop by my page, it's at Donna Farazan, D-O-N-N-A-F-A-R-I-Z-A-N. And um, I would love to see you. And Emily, thank you so much. This was so amazing. And I just love listening to your podcast. So this has been great honor. And it was lovely to chat with you. Well, likewise. And again, I'm just so grateful that you would take the time to come and tell my listeners how you have done so much. And we're wishing you continued success. We know there's much more in your future. Thank you so much. And same to you. And thank you. Thank you all for listening to today's episode of How'd She Do That? I am Emily Landers. You can follow me on Instagram at Emily Landers and the podcast at How'd She Do That Podcast. We hope you'll join us next Tuesday for a new episode. Talk to you soon.